Welcome to another edition of the official Jets podcast powered by Amazon Web Services, Ethan Greenberg, Eric Allen here in the BetMGM studio. September 2nd, 9.04 a.m., EA and I are basically going to look ahead to roster cuts this upcoming weekend, but I said it's Wednesday, September 2nd, 9.04, because if something happens between now and when this gets posted, it's not our fault. We know the rosters. We have them in front of us. We have well, computers. Well, better be posted before Saturday. I'm just saying if there's a move that happens at oh, noon okay. on Wednesday, we're so, screwed. So we're talking roster today. Yeah, pretty much. Position by position? Yep. Listen, uh, you just mentioned September 2nd. September 1, gyms opened in New Jersey. Uh, one of our security guards here at One Jets Drive was telling me that he went to the gym yesterday. Really? There's only three people in there. What do you think? Are you personally going to go to a gym? I don't know. I don't know how to feel about it. Mm-hmm. I, I think I think it also depends on the gym. Like, I do miss weights. Yeah. But I have two dumbbells at home, so I don't. I think that that might satisfy me enough. But you don't. You get no machines at home, or I don't have any machines at home in right. my apartment. So I, I think I might. But Here's the thing. I think I think I want to let things. I want to see how <laughs> other people do in the gym <laughs> before I get in there. You have to run outside because there's no way you can go inside inside a gym mm-hmm. and have a mask on and run on that treadmill. No way. No. No, but, I mean, aren't the rules you have to wear the mask the entire time in the gym, yeah. right? I, I just feel like in a non-COVID world, pre-COVID, people in the gym are animals. <laughs> and I don't mean, it's the like, I don't mean like they're jacked. Earth. Yeah, and they're just like, <laughs> people are dirty, people are grimy, and now I'm going to have to trust them to make sure that they're taking the precautions, not only in the gym, but in their daily life. I don't know. I don't know. It's... It's a different. There's only so many different home workouts you can do, though. I body know. weight. Yeah, I you know, know. Which I do love the body weight workouts, but I had a set of 25s at home, and I'm like, I need some load. I need some more weight. Fortunately for us here, we got a little bit of a break. Knock on glass. That little gym downstairs, we have access to. Really? And the dumbbells go up to 50 pounds. So I was in there last night. So, and I wanted to show everybody here, we got the tracker. <laughs> we got the tier three tracker here in COVIDville. <laughs> show it off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is, but, how, this is how we operate well, around the we're permitted to go down there. That's why. Oh, I I'm didn't jo- know that. I'm joking. Uh, I'm joking about that because we're blessed to be inside. Are we facility. really allowed down there? Yeah. This is breaking news here on the podcast. Not the players or the coaches' gym. No, uh, it, it's, side. It's, I like to call it affectionately the little kids' gym. Okay. Yeah. The little kids' gym. Yep. But right. we can go in there. That's good. That's good to know. All right. So we're moving on here on the official Jets podcast. Like we said, roster cutdowns coming up this weekend. Just to give a quick timeline of how everything's going to shape out. September 5th, 4 p.m., which is Saturday, I believe, yeah. is when the roster needs to get cut down to 53 players by 4 p.m. Then after that, the next day, it's twofold. You have your waiver claim period that ends at noon on September 6th, so basically 4 p.m. on Saturday to 12 p.m. on Sunday is when teams will claim players, and then later that day, the practice squad, you can start to form your practice squad an hour after the waiver claim period ends at 1, but there's a bunch of different practice squad rules this year. It's typically 10 players, now it's 12 players. I thought it went from 12 to 16, is that correct? 
Well, according to Sporting News, the way that I'm reading this says that the size of the practice squad players from 10 players to 12 players for 2020, okay. it'll increase again to 14 in 2022. But I think maybe, co okay, it was supposed to be 12 right. in the new CBA, and then COVID bumped it up to 16 yeah. for 2020. And this is kind of big news. You can have six veterans on the practice squad with an unlimited number of accrued seasons outside, or typically it's two, now it's six. So that, that means that you can bring basically anybody on your practice squad that doesn't necessarily need to be under the two accrued seasons. The trick with the practice squad is always you like these guys and you want to continue to develop them and uh, mostly they're going to be used obviously for young players but this year you can take a few more yeah. veterans but any other team can scoop up and sign those guys on your practice squad any day you're right but i think this year it's different you can block i think up to four players that you can say you can't touch these guys so let's say for example I'm thinking of a practice squad player last year. Jeff Smith was a practice squad player yep, for the majority for of last year. Right. So let's say somebody like him is on the practice squad. The Jets want to keep him. You can say, that guy, you can't, you can't take him. You can't scoop him. What if there's multiple attempted signings on that, a.k.a. Jeff Smith? <laughs> I, I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't know the... I don't know the ins and outs like, of the rules this year. Like, do you have four blocks? Is it like uh, replay think, reviews? <laughs> I, I think you have four blocks, and you can just use them. As you have to use them every week, though. Yeah. So I think it's going to we'll be a see. learning process for all of us. And the, the other thing that NFL teams are dealing with is, uh, and we've been talking about it throughout the summer, no preseason games. So especially when you're evaluating those special teams performers, uh, I think Brant Boyer is a big challenge because he never saw these guys under the lights and going, mm -hmm. quote unquote, full speed tackle down during two or three or four games. One more thing on the practice squad before we go through the roster and just kind of evaluate each position is this is a new wrinkle for 2020. Each game day, teams have the option to promote one or two practice squad players to their active roster, but it doesn't you don't need a corresponding move. Mm -hmm. So let's just use our Jeff Smith example. Let's say he, well, this was last season, he's on the practice squad. The Jets can promote him for game day, and then after the game, he'd just be back on the practice squad. So there's no corresponding move that you need to make because you have that, that wiggle room of two, one to two players each game, which I think is interesting. Yeah, and the good thing about that, too, is that, you know, you put in that game plan early in the week and then you go and implement that on the field Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. And then typically what we see is teams who are moving up somebody from the practice squad, they do that as late as possible, a Saturday afternoon, so you're not preparing for that person per se. And it just gives you more flexibility. Bottom line here, um, uncharted waters, the rosters were 90 at the beginning of all training camps mm -hmm. before this, 80 this year. So the Jets specifically, we're dealing with depth numbers issues at a few positions throughout camp, most notably wide receiver, but cornerbacks impacted as well. And then lately it's been safety. Yeah, it's, uh, it's been a whirlwind of injuries for the Jets and a lot of moving parts as always in training camp. 
let's dive into position by position here. We'll just kind of rip through these guys and rip through these positions. Let's start with the quarterbacks. You know Sam Darnold is the guy, and then the guys after him, it's been a three guys because Joe Flacco is still on the physically unable to perform list. David Fales, James Morgan, and Mike White. If Joe Flacco is still on the pup list, last year the Jets only carried two quarterbacks with Darnold and Simeon. Something to keep your eye on this season. Mike White, practice squad player last year. David Fales was on the roster. They draft James Morgan. It's kind of a crowded backup room. Flacco, 35 years old. He's going to be your primary backup whenever he's healthy. We all know that. But is he one of those guys that we don't have to worry about in terms of the 53? That's what you would imagine right now, that he would be potentially an IR designate, designated to return, right? Um, he's soaking up the offense. You see him talking to Sam Darnold a lot and Adam Gase. Um, Obviously, we know his story, a starting quarterback in the National Football League. So whenever he's back healthy, the Jets are going to be in very good position behind Sam Darnold. We know, we talked about it numerous times, 0-6 the last two years when Darnold Mm -hmm. hasn't practiced. It's been interesting to watch the reps between Mike White and David Fowles because David Fowles actually has some NFL experience. But Sunday, specifically at the green and white scrimmage, we saw a guy during second-team reps they would alternate each rep at yeah. times. Yeah, the, there's no real rep structure that I've noticed between David Fales and Mike White. They almost just kind of go back and forth. One team period, maybe Fales will get the second team reps, and then the next one it's Mike White, and James Morgan works in there later on in practice. It's going to be interesting to see what happens, but the one thing that I think we should clarify, if a player like Joe Flacco is placed on IR or the physically unable to perform list that's not counted against the 53. Yeah, right. So that, that decision then comes later when you want to activate a player like that. The pressing question is who is the backing, backup quarterback opening day in Buffalo? Yes. Uh, White, you could make the argument that in the action that we've seen has been the more impressive of the two. Maybe he's had some stronger showings out there, but Fowles knows Adam Gase's offense and he also has NFL experience. I like what I've seen out of James Morgan. He's a developmental quarterback. You took him in the fourth round at FIU. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's got an interesting arm, and sometimes <laughs> he, he can really whip it from different angles. And I know he grew up loving Brett Favre. I'm not comparing him to Brett Favre or anything like that. But uh, he's got very good arm strength, and you like his size. Yeah, we saw one throw where it was almost an in-between from – your standard throw and your Phillip Rivers throw. So, like, if this is where the ball would come out and this is where Phillip Rivers is, he was kind of here. It was a very interesting angle, and it was a rocket. It jumps off his hand. It does. He he can spin it. 100%. All right, let's move on to running back here. You know who's up top? Le'Veon Bell, Frank Gore, and LaMichael P. Ryan, you would imagine, is on this roster. It's hard to imagine him not on the roster. Jets escape. Um, major injury there yeah. because it looked bad that when he was tackled by Frankie Louvu the other day, but just a low ankle sprain, so that's good. And the other two running backs on this roster, as it stands, Josh Adams and P. Carrero. And I think I defer to you on this, but I feel like it depends. This is where a numbers game shakes into play. Do you keep four? Do you keep three? And then when looking at Adams and Guerrero, 
is one of those guys, if you do keep four, is one of those guys more valuable on special teams than the other? Uh, it's a great question. And listen, Josh Adams is playing awfully well in this training camp. The night he went down with the hamstring, just got back this week. But he's a guy who was producing in the National Football League a few years back, most notably a Russian for more than 500 yards with the Philadelphia Eagles. He's a big back. Um, I think he definitely can play in this league. So to me, it's are you keeping three or four? And you might be very comfortable having Adams as your fourth guy. Josh Adams, I think people forget about this, two seasons ago led the Eagles in rushing. Yep. And, of course, Joe Douglas was a part of that staff, comes here. I believe Josh Adams was a waiver claim last year. Braxton Berrios was definitely a waiver claim. So was John Franklin Myers. The Jets were going to have big-time issues at the running back position just to complete a practice because it was looking like it was just going to be Lev and Frank Gore. Yeah. And they were like, hey, Adam, that's great. We'll take all the reps. <laughs> and Gase is like, you're 37, you're 27, 28. Listen, I love your enthusiasm and your passion, but uh, that was the day Josh Adams got back, and I'm yeah. sure Gase L was luckily. quite happy about that. All right, we're going to move on to receivers now. This is a very interesting dynamic here. We could, we could do a whole show on receivers, I guess. 100%. But the Jets Receivers are, are always the most popular position in training camp. Without a doubt. But I think this is an interesting dynamic because the Jets have a lot of receivers right now on their roster, even though they're banged up. I mean, you look at guys like Vincent Smith, Rashad Perriman, and Denzel Mims, as we're recording this have yet to return to practice. Denzel Mims, we haven't seen in practice once. No. Rashad Perriman's been out like a week with his knee swelling. Then you think about the guys that you brought in or the guys that were taking reps for those guys. Jeff Smith gets hurt. Then you look at the guys that have stepped up recently. You're talking about Josh Malone, Jehu Chesson, and Chris Hogan, of course, George Campbell. There's a lot of players at receiver right now. Lawrence Kayser's been banged up. I mean... He was really this coming is, on. This is a tough, tough room because how do you balance injury versus guys that you want on your team and guys that you might just need on your team because of the injured guys? There's also waivers. Yes. Wait, I know. Again, there are deep position groups that teams have, and some teams, like we saw with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers last year, get a lot of receivers. Some Mike Evans at the top, Chris Godwin, one of the better – combination of the National Football League, and then Perryman finally got his run late in the year, <laughs> and he was one of the best receivers in the league. Um, I got to look at it this way. Crowder's your number one guy. I, I'm not saying he's playing the X, of course. We know that he's going to be lining up in the slot, and he's going to be targeted a ton of times. He's had a very impressive camp. Somebody the other day asked me, he's like, I haven't really heard a lot about Crowder. I'm like, yeah, the same throws him the ball every other play. <laughs> He's just solid. Yeah. So, Jameson, you're hoping, you mentioned Perryman in the knee. They were hoping they got him back last weekend. We'll have to see what happens on the practice field. Again, a reminder to everybody, we're taping Wednesday morning. We're going out on the practice field. He was dealing with some swelling with the knee, but he's going to be here. Hogan is a guy who's come in and, and has had no difficulty picking up the offense, a veteran, a guy with a chip on his shoulder. Uh, you already can see that Darnold has established some trust mm -hmm. in him, so I would think that he's going to be here. 
Denzel Mims, got to get him on the practice field. Love his potential. How good has he been keeping up with the mental reps? The Jets like his approach. Uh, you feel bad for the kid, but you can't rush him back. So, of course, you know, they're hoping, as we tape, that he gets back on the practice field here later this week. That probably starts with individuals. Now, could Mims be ruled out week one in Buffalo? Of course, but Adam Gase was not ruling that out yesterday. So we'll have to see what happens. And I'll tell you what, the last guy to mention in the group, I think, was Braxton Berrios before we get to all the other guys because Berrios has had an outstanding camp. And I'm not just talking about special teams. Anytime he's been out there because he's your second slot, he's just tearing it up. Yeah, he is. He's had a very impressive camp, particularly on the offensive side of the ball. I mean, he, he might have had the catch of camp in the back of the end zone from Mike White, the one that you thought he was definitely out of bounds, and then Braxton Berrios had, had some fantastic toe-drag swag. I, I, th- I think that Braxton Berrios has been very impressive, and he's another guy. We talk about all these dudes that it's their second year in the offense, like Darnold, like Herndon, even on the defensive side of the ball, like Quinnen. Somebody like Braxton Berrios that is extremely smart, valedictorian at Miami. Sean Jefferson said, the receivers coach said that he leans on Berrios a lot, saying like, you know, do you think I missed anything? Like, he's a very smart dude. And Braxton Berrios with another year learning this system has shown his development on the field. Speaking of development, Lawrence Gager is coming on before he went down with the knee. Uh, He's been out there. Not with the helmet just yet. We'll have to see how he progresses. George Campbell's a guy who can fly out of West Virginia. Uh, we think about a couple of veterans here in the mix. Uh, Jehu Chesson made a big play here at the end of a late game situation, a two minute yeah. work when Sam Darnold threw, and he's made a few plays out here. And then Josh Malone, you can't forget about him too and what kind of value he brings to the special team. So uh, that first group, I think you know who it is. The first five. Yeah. First two, yeah, first five, and then what are you going to do beyond that? That's the question. The other wrinkle in this is Dante Moncrief has had one practice with the Jets so far. So we'll see how quickly he can learn the offense, if he can make a difference. And I, I'm very interested to see what happens Saturday with him in particular because how do you, how do you try to fully evaluate somebody like Moncrief who has experience and he can fly and can move. So th- that's a, a great point. And so if you go Moncrief, any of the young guys or any of the young vets get any run or there's, there's just not any room for them at this point. Yeah, we'll see what happens. It's going to be interesting. And moving on here, I just I, I want to pick up the pace. With, yeah, we with, have to. All right, tight end. Done. Tight end's basic. <laughs> tight ends, I mean, you, you, you know, Hernan, Griffin, and then – you would imagine Brown and Wesco, you'll see between that. Ross Travis and Kafusi. I mean, we'll see what happens towards the back end of the tight end room. But well, let me just say that Wesco's had one of the most impressive camps out here. Uh, he's really developed. And Brown is a key special teams contributor. Um, so we'll have to see. I mean, that's one of your deepest position groups. All right, moving on to the offensive line. You figure the guys that were brought in in the offseason, for the majority of them, Fant, McGovern, Becton, uh, who, else am I, who else am I missing here? Van Roten. Well, Alex Lewis is still Alex here. Alex Lewis. I mean, th- those guys are here. You're really looking at the back end 
of the offensive line in general. Uh, Chuma Adoga can play both tackle spots. Uh, Cameron Clark has gotten back on the practice field. Josh Andrews is a guy who we don't talk about enough, I think, but he's going to give you a, a lot of valuable depth on the interior. And then you also have Jonathan Harrison. Yeah, it, we'll see what happens with some of the guys like Jared Hilbers, undrafted free yeah. agent. We'll see. I mean, if Connor McDermott ends up on the physically unable to perform list, do the Jets just roll with Chuma Doga as their swing tackle? Or maybe they try to have another backup tackle. We'll see what happens. Yep. All right, defensive side of the ball here. Let's keep things up front. Let's go to the D-line. This is one of the deepest groups on this team. I mean, th there's not a whole lot of wiggle room here, but no, there's not. it's similar to tight end. You're looking at the, the back end and the final few spots. Yeah, and to your point, listen, you got Steve McClendon, who's still going strong. He's the veteran leader of that unit, and... He is a big-time presence inside this facility. Uh, Quinn and Williams came back to camp in tremendous shape. He has high hopes for this season, and he's got unique athletic ability. Uh, Full Lorenzo Fadakasi became one of the better run stuffers, not only on this team, but you can make the argument maybe one of the better run stuffers in the National Football League. And then you got Shep Dog, Nathan Shepard, too, strong as hell there on the interior. Mm -hmm. And then... Um, you know, Henry Anderson, I don't know, you, you consider him more of a D, DN, but, uh, you know, when you're talking about that unit, you're, you're, you're feeling pretty good where you're at defensive tackle. Henry Anderson, is, I think, has been a little under the radar, has flown under the radar throughout training camp. I think he's been impressive from the practices we've seen. Granted, you can't go like 1,000 miles per hour because he's not going to go after Sam Darnold. you got to pull up and you're going against your teammates. He's extremely long, too, and that, that can disrupt the quarterback because you want to get in quarterback's right. lanes, right? So he can get his hands up. He had, he had a very good year, his first year here, in terms of pass defenses, seven sacks, co-led the Jets. Moving on to linebacker, you feel good with where you're at, I think, at the, the inside. Avery Williamson, Neville Hewitt, Blake Cashman, James Burgess in that list. Patrick Owasso, we'll see his what the deal is with his knee injury. Adam Gates said about five weeks, right? That was yeah. what he said yesterday. That might be a typical pup candidate, though, right. as we sit here. Right. And, and then you're looking at the outside guys, and you got guys like Jordan Jenkins, Terrell Basham, and the one guy that I think you and I both think has had a very good camp is Frankie Louvu, who's a special team stalwart. Frankie's been very good. You can potentially, if you want to, you can line him up on the strong side if you really go to a typical base defense. Uh, Kyle Phillips last year uh, really jumped on everybody's radar, an undrafted free agent. I think he led this team in tackles for loss. Mm -hmm. Jabari Zaninga, just been a tough camp for the rookie. Uh, much like Denzel Mims, he hasn't been able to practice because he's been dealing with that quad injury. And then, again, you know, John Franklin Myers is also part of this group. And then Jordan Willis is a guy who, who came on and got some rotational run last year. So Yeah, uh, he, he was it, impressive. Yeah, it's, it's going to be a, a former Cincinnati Bengal. So it's going to be interesting. It all starts with Jenkins on the outside, right? Yeah. You mentioned Bash. Uh, you like his athleticism. Kyle Phillips is... He's kind of, he's, he's a guy we often don't talk about, but again, he, he popped last year, and I think he's been good at camp. And Aluvu, for my money, geez, he's been all over the place. Cornerbacks and safeties now, defensive backs overall. Similar to wide receiver, corners just kind of been a banged up group. I mean, Pierre Desir is really the main guy. Brian Poole is 
coming back. He took some team reps on, what, Tuesday? Today's yeah. Wednesday, so Tuesday. So I think this is another similar situation in the sense of where do you go after your group of guys that you figure have a good shot to be on this team? I mean, Arthur Millette was off this team last year. Then he was on the team. Then he was off the team. Then he was on the team. And then he started like six games for the Jets and started down the stretch. And there's a, a number of these guys where how many guys do you keep? Yeah. And are there any guys like a Lamar Jackson, an undrafted free agent? I feel bad for somebody like that because that would be the preseason. He's a prime preseason candidate in the sense that I wanted to see how he would fare against somebody that's not on this Jets roster. He can't see that. So what do you do with a guy like that or Javelin Guidry and other undrafted free agent well from what I've seen just in our time out there is Lamar Jackson's he's interesting he's an intriguing player he's to big. me. yeah so you know again do you think about him in terms of practice squad um, you know and again what's happening around the NFL at the cornerback position you're hoping to is ready for week one against mm-hmm. the Bills they have a formidable wide receiver group with Diggs and John Brown and Beasley and the like. Uh, bless Austin. Uh, to me, he has stood out throughout camp that he looks like a guy who should be starting on the outside. You got Brian Poole back. That's huge. You need mm-hmm. him. You mentioned Wallet before. He's the guy, kind of jack of all trades, because you can line him up outside. You can line him up inside. And uh, a great character kid. Uh, and he's great on special teams. Yes. So there you go. Quincy, uh, Quincy Wilson, excuse me, you traded for him uh, draft weekend. Uh, he has made some plays. Um, you know, it's going to be interesting to see where he fits in the mix, right? Yeah, I think it's going to be a very interesting group in general. And Lamar Jackson, I know I said he's a big guy, 6'2", 208, has nice size. Not yeah. necessarily the fastest player, though. No, but he, he, that's another guy. You're wondering what's Brant. Boyer's evaluation yeah. of him. Like Lamar Jackson comes in, rookie, things like that. Those guys have to that that's the thing that everybody misses when we're talking roster evaluation, I think, is oh well we're just gonna keep this guy as a fifth or sixth receiver because what they can do offensively. Or he's gonna be my fifth or sixth cornerback because what they can do defensively. No, all those guys, yes, that is important, no doubt. But all those guys have to be good special teams yeah. players. What value are they giving you special teams-wise? Well, to go off of that point, just to use an example of a guy like in the previous year, Jets fans love or loved Deontay Burnett. Mm-hmm. But we rarely saw Deontay Burnett take special team yeah. snaps. So it becomes a numbers game, and when you get to the back half of the numbers game, you got to go to special teams, yeah. and which leads us to safety. Another crowded group, and for past handful of years, a lot of years, Rontez Miles was a special team stalwart. Brant Boyer named, when he said, I'm excited to use these guys, this year, one of the guys he named was Matthias Farley, who's been, last year, was on the team, took some special team snaps. Now it seems like he might have an increased role, particularly on teams. I really like the top three. I, I can't wait to see how uh, Greg Williams implements his packages. How many three safety looks will we mm-hmm. see? Ashton Davis has had two interceptions of Sam Darnold at camp, albeit one was in seven on seven. I get it. 
Um, he probably would have took that one to the house. Frank Gore might have an argument against that one, but uh, <laughs> he had another one. And he's also, when he's getting reps, he is a physical presence. He is always coming in, up around the ball. No matter where he's lining up, you always see him close to the ball, and he loves the physical contact. And I saw the interaction the other day on the sideline that I really enjoyed, is that he's sitting next to Brian Poole, and you can tell he's just picking Poole's brain yeah. about the defense and maybe some intricacies of the offense, stuff like that. Ashton Davis is a big-time keeper. We knew he was going to be on this team, but uh, I'm sure Greg Williams has thrown a lot at him as far as information to see what he can absorb. And I think the results have been uh, very positive thus far. Marcus May, you make the argument he's had the best camp out of, of any New York Jet. Unfortunately, he hasn't been on the practice field the last two days. Maybe he's out there today. Uh, they're just taking precautions with him because they don't want to mess up anything in, in terms of his calf. And Bradley McDougald, he's a guy who fits in perfectly. Great locker room dude. Uh, a, a nice presence out there on the football field. And he's found the rock throughout his career. Ten interceptions. So you mentioned Farley before. Well, special teams contributions. Bennett Jackson's also there in the mix. Yep. So, it, you know, to me, those are the two guys he kind of highlight and let's see how the Jets evaluate them in the final process here. Specialist real quick, you know, Thomas Hennessy, Braden Mann, Sam Ficken's the only kicker on this roster. The Jets did make a waiver claim last season at this time. Different situation, though. We'll see what happens, but this is going to be a very crowded exciting weekend this roster is going to look totally different from now to Saturday and could also look very different from Saturday to it's Sunday it's definitely going to look different from Saturday to Sunday now it just the question is what are the numbers how many waiver claims are you going to have is it going to be two is it going to be three could it be five I think last year was five yeah well we'll see what happens though Joe and Douglas a bunch. Says, I think we're all going to get excited Saturday and be like oh god this guy made the team or yeah. this guy got released or whatever and things like that and sometimes it just comes down to a numbers game where the Jets have a lot of depth at certain positions. Well, there's going to be good football players being released, and they're going to be out there on the street, but not for long because they're going to find their homes. And, uh, you know, other teams have great depth at certain positions where the Jets are a little bit thinner at, and, you know, that's where Joe Douglas and his team are going to go do their business and We'll get some guys, they'll get some guys in here on Sunday, and then yep. we'll see about this expanded practice squad. And the blocks that Greens was talking about, the four blocks. Yeah, Joe, uh, <laughs> Joe Douglas has exhausted or said that he will exhaust every avenue to improve this roster every year he's here. And, of course, waiver claims is a big part of that. That's all we have here on the official Jets podcast powered by Amazon Web Services next week, week one. We'll see you then.